The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everybody, another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer: We have got a fantastic show for you tonight. And a happy post Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great time uh, staying indoors and staying uh, with uh, you know your close family. If you decided to do that, if you decided to travel and go visit relatives, I hope that uh, you got yourselves a COVID test and tested negative. And when you get back, uh, if you've been into one of the uh, hot spots, that you um, you quarantine for two weeks. Because that's the norm now these days, unfortunately. But I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you were able to enjoy the turkey, enjoy, enjoy the football. And, of course, since we air on Sunday nights at 11 o'clock, it is the end of Small Brewery Sunday. I hope that if you are a beer drinker and you support craft beer, that you went to your local brewery uh, today and supported them. Because it's very important that you do that. Uh, you can follow me very easily at Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the show there. We are Alexa ready as well. We're on Radio.com. We're on the Hopped Up Network. We're also on iHeartRadio. And just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program Monday mornings. Before 6 a.m., even earlier than that, I try to post it like a couple of minutes after the show because I have the show already edited and ready to go. So uh, you can check it out there. Now, no guests. It is a holiday week, and I've been insanely busy moving into a new home. So instead, we'll do news. But in my third segment, I want to focus on what we have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, which, again, I know is hard to do because of COVID. But uh, I want to share a little bit of an experience that I had with my cousins a couple of weeks ago, before Thanksgiving, where we actually brewed beer. See, it all kind of ties in, family, beer, uh, that whole thing. So um, I moved into a new home uh, just about a week or so ago. It was uh, a crazy time. Uh, Not that we weren't sure that we were not going to close. It was just when were we going to close. We were supposed to close on a Monday. Turns out we didn't close until Friday. I had movers coming on Wednesday. Couldn't move them, the the movers, because um, everybody seems to be moving now. And it is incredibly hard to get uh, movers. So I couldn't just call and cancel and say, oh, can you do this on Friday? Because it wouldn't have happened. So um, the homeowners, uh, the Pollocks, uh, nice people, um, Connie and Michael, and they were very, uh, they were, they were, you know, more than accommodating to allow us to move our stuff in on Wednesday instead of waiting until Friday when we closed. Um, we ended up closing Friday with no problems and um, very happy um, that we are now in this new home and settling in. My in-laws are going to be moving in with us in a couple of months. 
Um, and um, we needed to buy a bigger home, obviously, to accommodate them. Um, we needed to get something that was moving ready that we didn't have to do a lot to fix, you know, some painting and stuff, you know, little things, but nothing major. And, um, you know, I hope that my in-laws will be happy with this. Um, I'm the one who offered it over the summer. I, I you know, I, I just, I couldn't see my in-laws living in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Um, no, fr- you know, family around, but really no friends, nothing to really do. And, and you know what? Just wasn't the right thing to do. So for me, it was an easy call to ask them to come in and, uh, and live with us. And I know it meant a lot to my wife as well, uh, because she's very close to her mom. And so, you know, in the spirit of, you know, Thanksgiving weekend or whatever, I wanted to give back and help some people out. My mom, my, my mom, who's been now passed a little over a month now, um, she would not have done that if she had to be out of her home, which she didn't. But, um, she was too prideful of doing that, and there's no way she would have ever lived with me, even though I wouldn't have had a problem with her living with me. Um, but it definitely would have been one of these mother-daughter type situations where she would have had her own entrance and, you know, done her own thing or whatever. But um, it never got to that point. And, you know, uh, I'm glad that my mom um, was able to live independently uh, on her own for her entire life or for most of her life. Let's put it that way. Anyway. Let's get into the beer news. I don't want to get too heavy here on uh, thanks a couple days after Thanksgiving. But anyway, Black Calder Brewing Company, this is Michigan's first black-owned brewery, has celebrated the launch with the release of Black IPA on the Blackest Friday. That was, of course, scheduled for this week on November 27th, which was the day after Thanksgiving. Black Calder, owned by Terry Rostick and Jamal Ewing. Self-described craft beer heads Rostick and Ewing will offer Black IPA exclusively for sale at the Broadleaf Local Beer in Kentwood, the first in a series of Black Calder beers, Black Calder plans to collaborate with other Michigan brewers uh, in uh, the next several months. Uh, they are both uh, Michigan-born Rostick and Ewing. They've spent over a decade supporting local breweries while developing their craft brewing skills. Uh, Rostick says Black Calder Brewing Company was established to make great beer and provide a platform for innovation, art, culture, and inclusion in the craft beer industry. We appreciate the significance of being recognized as Michigan's Excuse me. First, black-owned brewery. It's something Michigan and the craft beer industry has been longing for, but it's not the only thing we want to be known for. Our motto is simple, make dope beer for dope people. So good for them. Congrats to Black Calder Brewing. Uh, They're going to do some, uh, let's see, uh, Imperial Stouts, Barrel and Wood Age Beers, Fruited Ales, Kettle Sours, IPAs, Lagers, Craft Ciders. Their first 16-ounce can release, as I said, Black Calder Black IPA. It's a 7% ABV. Dry Hop with Mosaic and Idaho 7. Dark beer with a light tan head that shows moderate to high hop aromas. Uh, good for these guys. Congratulations to Black Calder, and uh, good luck to them. I have to uh, get an interview with these guys down the line and, uh, you know, just get more into their story and uh, why they decided to become brewers, especially at this time. During COVID, you know, to open up a brewery, uh, to open up a brewery in normal times is a difficult proposition. To do it during a pandemic um, takes a special kind of person. Let me put it to you that way. Now, the, uh, uh, the Pantera Legacy, if you're fans of the band Pantera, um, they are going to be involved in a new beer partnership. The Dallas-based craft brewery Texas Ale Project has announced a new collaboration with the band that will bring forth a Pantera Golden Ale in 2021. It's the first beer to bear the band's name. It registers at 5.4% ABV. Uh, Brent Thompson, the, uh, one of the founder and brewmaster of Texas Ale Project, says, we love creating fine ales and enjoy all kinds of music. We're very excited to unite these two passions together under our roof. This time in partnership with the almighty Pantera. I couldn't be more pumped 
about this project. It's a crushable golden ale, a clean finish brewed with Cascade and Citra Hops. The scheduled release is March 1st of 2021 from Dallas. It'll be available at fine retailers across Texas as well as through Tavor for direct-to-consumer shipping in the United States. More details about the beer to be released in January, uh, but you can check out a video tweet from uh, Pantera themselves on the beer, uh, you know, and the announcement of the beer. Very cool there. have to check that out. And uh, when it comes out next year in March, we'll have to see if I can get uh, some of that beer. Anyway, uh, Trogues, our good friends from Trogues, they've announced their holiday releases. Um, at the center, of course, of the holiday beer co- collection, Mad Elf. Uh, this 11% ABV Belgian-style strong ale brewed with 25,000 pounds of Pennsylvania honey, ripened cherries, raw honey, and cocoa. Rounding out the lineup, Blizzard of Hops, the winter IPA featuring a storm of citrus and pine notes. Mad Elf Grand Cru, it's a director's cut of Mad Elf featuring tart Balaton cherries and double blizzard, the semi-hazy double IPA dry hop with four pounds per barrel of Chinook and Galaxy. And this is a part of their most wonderful beer of the year sampler, right? This is a 12-pack. It ties together the winter beer collection with a nice bow on top featuring year-round favorites and winter staples. This year's pack also includes a sneak peek of a brand-new chocolate stout. It's called Grand Cacao and is available exclusively in that variety pack. Very, very cool. So kudos to the folks from Trogues. Uh, and uh, looking forward, got to reach out to the guys from Trogues, get some uh, samples of that so I can check that out uh, before the, um, the Christmas holidays roll around. And then finally, listen to this story. This is a crazy, crazy story and having to do with beer. An Allen, Texas business owner was arrested uh, about a week or so ago for federal fraud charges, but is facing a far more serious felony murder warrant in Dallas County Court. The murder warrant was issued last week for Keith Ashley. He was 48 years old. Um, uh, According to the Dallas County Sheriff's Office, the warrant says the death happened in Carrollton February 19th, the Sheriff's Office says. Ashley is the owner of Nine Band Brewery in Allen, Texas. He's considered a well-established businessman in the a businessman in the community. State records show he is also a licensed registered nurse. I mean, this is weird. Now, authorities in Carrollton declined to give details of the murder until a joint news release was issued with the Eastern District U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office. Federal court records say Ashley was arrested two Fridays ago for wire fraud. The charge lays out a Ponzi scheme that accuses Ashley of cheating investors out of more than $1.1 million since 2013. Seven years, allegedly. Ashley used investment money to pay for brewery expenses, casino spending, and student loans. According to the documents, federal authorities have already moved to seize his home and his pickup truck. Uh, He is being held in jail without bond in Fannin County. His Houston attorney did not respond to the press's uh, requests uh, out of this particular paper for comment. That's bizarre. So he's a brewer, well-known businessman, respected in the community, a registered nurse, Allegedly now a wire fraud uh, Ponzi scheme guy and maybe have been involved in a murder. That's insane. (sighs) Wow. How do you top that? Well, when we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world. Hopefully it doesn't involve murder and Ponzi schemes. Uh, This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer.
Sometimes it does feel like the rapture. A little blondie there. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Catulo, G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find all the shows on that platform, Alexa Ready as well, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the Hopped Up Network. Dot com just before 6 a.m. on Mondays, and you can listen to the podcast version of this wonderful show, along with others that you can download and listen to at your pleasure. Now, um, or, or leisure, leisure, pleasure, you know how it is. No guests uh, this week uh, for the show. It's a holiday week, uh, busy moving into a new home. We had a three-day week this week. It was very tough for me to secure somebody, especially because I was moving. Um, and coming up in our next segment, I'm going to focus on what we have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. It involves family, it involves beer, involves making beer, um, and I wanted to share that little story with you, uh, the audience, because you guys listen, and uh, I appreciate that. And the fact that you support our sponsors is even more important, the sponsors on this program, the sponsors on the other programs on this radio station, especially the Joe Piscopo Show, of which I'm a part of, Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. That is very important as well, and I appreciate you, and I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed some delicious beer, uh, delicious craft beer. And again, uh, today is the end of Small Brewery Sunday, so I hope that you went out and supported your small brewery. And look, you can do it anytime or supported your small business. Uh, we did that for Thanksgiving. Uh, our good friends at Paragon Tap and Table were doing a Thanksgiving meal. Uh, my wife is not really a cook. Um, we were supposed to go to a friend's house for Thanksgiving. We decided against that because uh, there was a possibility of them contracting COVID. So we decided, you know what, we're going to just, uh, we'll stay home. And then um, we decided uh, to have Thanksgiving dinner with my in-laws, who we see often at least once a week, uh, because my uh, my son spends time with his grandparents. So um, we got a turkey, a, a Thanksgiving dinner from Paragon Tap and Table for four, reasonably priced, uh, meat, three sides, and uh, a, a, you know a pie for dessert. Uh, fantastic job from the folks at Paragon. All you had to do was, uh, it was already cooked, Pick it up, bring it home, reheat it, boom, serve it. Perfect Thanksgiving meal. We had a great time, and uh, thank the, the folks at Paragon Tap and Table for doing that because it allowed us to have a Thanksgiving meal without having all the mess to clean up afterwards, which is always appreciated. Let's dive into some beer news. Um, in Delaware, President-elect Joe Biden, uh, quite the fixture because obviously he's, you know, he's lived there uh, for a very long time, was a senator from there. Uh, most locals have a story of meeting him somewhere, from ice cream shops to town festivals. But for many, the train between Wilmington and Washington was where they were most likely to run into, quote-unquote, Uncle Joe. Now, the namesake brewery of the city that Joe calls home, uh, Wilmington Brew Works, commemorating this his daily commute with a new beer. Uh, of its, they have a, it's a vintage train poster artwork and a presidential hop-forward posture. Again, I don't really care how you lean one way or the other uh, politically. It's nice that a, a brewery in Delaware decided to do this for the president-elect. Wilmington a Brew Works Rain Car One is what the brewery is calling this. Double Delaware IPA promises to be historic. Um, I'll find out more about the beer. Maybe we can get a sample uh, to taste. And uh, again, I don't care about your political leanings one way or the other, whether you're to the left or to the right. Um, right now, he's the president-elect. Could that change? Possibly. We don't know. Um, do I think it's going to change? No. But they did a beer after uh, the president-elect, so kudos to them. Sounds kind of cool. Michigan's North Peak Brewing uh, returning a beloved 
holiday release, which was inspired by a classic Seinfeld episode where George's father revives Festivus for the rest of us. Great episode. Feats of strength, the the pole, the aluminum pole, steel pole with tinsel or whatever, or not tinsel, aluminum foil. That's right, because he got distracted by tinsel. uh, George's father found it very distracting. Uh, it's a holiday that he invented to replace Christmas. It's brewed with rye malt in Michigan, uh, Chinook and Cascade hops. North Peak blitz in a 6.8% ABV winter warmer with a crisp spiciness and sturdy malt backbone. And then um, Tales of the Abyss, right? Uh, well, not Tales of the Abyss. It's actually the Abyss. Family and employee-owned since 1988. Deschutes Brewery, returning one of their most widely recognized award-winning beers. They release it every November. It's called Deschutes the Abyss, appropriately enough. It is a massive 11.7% ABV Imperial Stout with a deep, dark malt character, layers of licorice, cherry bark, and molasses flavors. Uh, It was aged this year in a blend of new oak, bourbon, and wine barrels. Hmm, Interesting stuff from the folks at Deschutes. I don't think I've had that before, the Abyss. I'll have to look that up if I've had that. I don't don't think uh, that I've had that. Now, Founders announced Blushing Monk will return to the lineup as a limited release uh, beginning Next month, December of 2020, Blushing Monk brewed with a ridiculously amount of raspberries for tart yet luscious raspberry jam character fermented with Belgian yeast for subtle fruit and spice esters. It's an intense and delicious example of a founder's fruit beer. I've had the Blushing Monk. It is very good. And if you are a fan of raspberries, then I encourage you to get this. Now, uh, as Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster, says, some of us have been around founders long enough to remember the first time we bottled Blushing Monk back in the early 2000s. He remembers it vividly because it was all hand-packaged on a two-headed counter-pressure filler. It took several days of around-the-clock action to get it done. These days, things are a bit more streamlined, but I still feel nostalgic whenever we decide to brew this huge raspberry ale. It's a 9.2% ABV. It's available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles and on draft in all markets beginning as early as next month. It'll be available for curbside pickup from the Grand Rapids and Detroit Tap Rooms December 2nd. Uh, please note... Blushing Monk will not be available on draft in Utah because of the high ABV. Um, it also, I don't, you know what? If it's not on draft in Utah, I'm pretty sure it's not in bottle in Utah either. Uh, but I have to double check that. Blushing Monk, they'll have a taproom release, a retail price of $17 a four pack. Prices will vary by market outside of the taproom. Uh, let's see, what else uh, What else have we got going on here news-wise? Our good friends at Five Burrows Brewing, this is really cool. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Um, I've long touted Five Burrows Brewing. I love their beer. I love their location. Their tap room is great. But these guys make some really good beer. Their summer ale is one of the best that I've had. Uh, a nice 12-ounce Easy Sipper. Uh, they do a whole bunch of other, obviously, Five Burrow-related types of beers. They did a Saturday Night Live beer that was great. They did a Subway beer that was awesome. And they do all these different types of beers that are really, really good. And it's a, a really cool tap room. It's kind of off the beaten path. There's not a lot of parking around. And they're not really close to a, um, a lot of train lines. So it is one of those places you kind of have to take an Uber for because it is in an industrial area of Brooklyn. But if you, for me, if you're somebody like me who's coming from New Jersey, you cut through Staten Island, you get right off to BQE, as soon as you get off the exit, it's about a, a five- or six-minute ride. Now, again, it's tough finding parking, but it's a great place to go. But anyway, Five Boroughs, which was now only distributed in the Five Boroughs, they have announced they've partnered up with Gasco and Meyer to bring their beers to upstate New York. So 
They're asking people in the Mid-Hudson, Capital Region, Mohawk Valley, and portions of Central New York, the North Country, and the Southern Tier, be on the lookout for Tiny Juicy IPA, their Pilsner, which is really good. Tiny Juicy IPA is good, too. The Hoppy Lager, Gridlock Hazy IPA, and Winter IPA, and more stuff on the shelves and tap soon. So that's really cool. So the Mid-Hudson, Capital Region, Mohawk Valley, and portions of Central New York, the North Country, and the Southern Teal will soon be getting five boroughs brewing beer. Excellent. Congrats, guys. That is an awesome accomplishment. And then finally, Heavy Seas, our friends from Heavy Seas, they've sent me a bunch of beer over the years. We've interviewed their founder, Hugh Sisson. They're great uh, folks over there and, uh, you know, really appreciate a lot of the stuff uh, that they send me. Uh, They have some unique, uh, their can art is great. Uh, Over the last two years, they've done some really cool things uh, and some really uh, different and unique style of beers. They did a a dry January uh, beer. You know, they're supposed to go dry for January. Crack this open, this hazy IPA in in February. Heavy Seas has done a really nice job with a lot of their stuff. And so on December 4th, they're having a virtual 25th anniversary party. They can't do a real party this year, obviously because of COVID. So they're doing a virtual party. So if you go to their Facebook page on December 4th at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, they will be doing this virtual 25th anniversary party uh, and a virtual Q&A with Heavy Seas founder Hugh Sisson. Watch with them as Jim McGreevy, the president and CEO of the Beer Institute, uh, speaks with Hugh about the history of Heavy Seas, the future of craft beer, and everything in between. Kind of like an interview when you listen to me. Uh, grab a beer, join you for a virtual toast of 25 years of brewing. Fearless, bold, and independent beer. No better way to toast this historic day than with the incredible flavor of their limited edition 25th anniversary beer. It's a double-barrel-aged strong ale. 25 will be available through Heavy Seas Curbside December 4th. It will hit the stores in early December. Uh, They say here, we've never been afraid to push the limits of brewing, and we've never been timid in our flavor. And because of you, we have stood the test of time. Thank you. So that's cool. So December 4th, a virtual 25th anniversary party. Maybe you pick up a... Heavy Seas Beer, and you can join uh, the founder of uh, uh, Heavy Seas Beer, Hugh Sisson, which is really cool. Now, when we come back after a short break, things to be thankful for, and it's going to involve um, myself, my family, getting together a few weeks ago uh, and homebrewing some delicious beer. We actually brewed two beers, and I'll talk about those beers when we come back, and how we spent an entire day together um, with very little fighting and conversation, which is always a good thing especially in an Italian family. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Roll and I'll just feel something. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A little hard to be from the Vaughn Brothers, the only recordings of Stevie Ray Vaughn and Jimmy Vaughn that they put out on an album called Family Style, uh, about, it was about a year before, uh, a, little, a little less than a year before Stevie Ray Vaughn died. There's a reason why I played that in this segment here, because I want to talk about family, 
And I want to talk about, you know, obviously uh, it's post-Thanksgiving and uh, maybe you spent time with family, maybe you did it virtually, maybe just a couple of you got together uh, in the New York and New Jersey area. They're telling no more than 10 people. I'm sure people broke that law uh, or that rule, whatever the case may be. Um, But I wanted to talk about family in this segment, and that's why I played uh, that song from the Vaughn Brothers, a great album. There was talk about them doing a tour together uh, and, of course, the untimely death of Stevie Ray Vaughan back in 1990. Uh, hard to believe that he is gone uh, this long already. Uh, an amazing talent that we will certainly miss. Um, so I know that the Thanksgiving holiday is very difficult for a lot of people because of COVID, uh, because you're away from your loved ones. But I-, I wanted to talk about my experience with spending time with some of my family uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's funny, uh, I'm recording this on a day when in my Facebook memories it popped up of Thanksgiving from four years ago. In 2016, I had been diagnosed with cancer about two months before. And my mom and I were going to see uh, my Aunt Joanne, who had just lost her husband the year before, my Uncle Paul. And, um, or actually, no, it was that year, wasn't it? Wasn't it 2016? I think it was 2016. Anyway, I, I digress. I don't want to get too, too deep into the woods here. But anyway, um, my mom and I were driving down to uh, my aunt's house that day. And the pictures vividly reminded me of this. We were driving down, and my mom looked at me, and I think I mentioned this during the show um, a couple weeks ago when I did the tribute to my mom. And she looked at me on the, right, on the way down, very quiet, my mom, uncharacteristically quiet, my mother. And I said, what's the matter? And she just looked at me, knowing that I was going through this cancer battle, and I was about a month into uh, the chemo. And she said, she didn't, she said, Albert, uh, uh, quote verbatim from her, Albert, I don't want you to die. That's what she said to me. And I said, Mom, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to beat this. I'll be fine. And I'm not going to leave you alone with your daughter, my sister. Um, and she laughed, and we had a good laugh, and we had a great time at dinner that day. But all of this with Thanksgiving reminds me of spending time with my family. So a couple of weeks ago, got together with my wife, Jennifer, my cousin, Pam, her second husband, Paul, and my cousin, Pam's son, Dean, from her first husband, along with um, my cousin, Pam's friends, Brent and his wife, Lauren. We had a blast. Yes, we were social distancing. We had lots of windows open for airflow, but we made beer. Now, my cousin makes beer all the time. Uh, He entered the Source homebrewing contest, got beat in the first round um, uh, by uh, one of the guys who eventually became the runner-up. And so we made two two beers. Now, my cousin makes some great beer, so we made two beers, a traditional West Coast IPA uh, and a chocolate cherry stout that already is clocking in at over 10%. It might be about 14% when it's done. The West Coast IPA is close to 6%. So we sampled a lot of beers throughout the day, but we never got too tipsy. It was kind of try this, try that. You know, we take a can and, you know, kind of uh, pour amongst, you know, six, was it six people? Seven people. Two, four, five people. God, I can't even do math today. <laughs> was it? No, seven people. What am I talking about? Three couples and one, so- oh my God, seven people, excuse me. So um, we sampled a lot of beers throughout the day, never got too tipsy. It was, and I really have to say, it was a fun, collaborative effort from everyone, from milling the grain to stirring the hops, adding the cherries, removing the spent grain. I loved every minute of it. And, and this is coming from a guy to be, who has no patience for such things. I have to be honest. I love beer. I, I've never tried to dabble into it myself of making beer because it is a time-consuming process. There's recipes. There's, there's certain things that you have to put in at certain times. You have to, you know... Make sure that certain things are fermented the right way. The gravity is right. This, not, I, I don't have the patience for all of that. 
So, uh, you know, it was just really cool watching this effort and what we could do. Like I would, you know, I did the, uh, the trying to, to um, you know, turn the drill so that the grains could get ground up so that we could put it in the pot. I, st- I was stirring the pot with the IPA, putting the cherries in for the for the stout. Really cool stuff. And it was great. It was great to see everybody sort of working together while we were sitting there and conversing and, you know, having uh, sampling different beers from around the country. So after we removed the grains, Brent, who happens to be a chef, was actually able to use some of the grains. He went home, got some yeast and flour, and made bread from the spent grain, which we had for dinner when we were done. It was delicious. Now, obviously, my cousin Sundin, a uh, home brewer, as I mentioned, uh, so a lot of the hard work, the recipe, all of this stuff, et cetera, he put together. But what I loved about the whole process was that everyone had to work together to get this done. Now, yes, wouldn't it be great if everyone could work together? The reality is that that doesn't happen for everyone because we have, in my opinion, in this country at least, and and around the world, let's just say, greedy people out there, lazy people who simply don't want to put forth the effort that it takes to get things done. Now, I'm not going to turn this into a political rant. That's not what this is about. By the way, again, the Brent, the the beer that, uh, let me try this again. The bread that Brent made, easy for me to say, was fantastic. Hot, fresh, right out of the oven, had some dried cherries in it, took a a couple slices home. We had it the next day uh, for breakfast. It was fantastic. Now, the point of all of this, what's the point of all of this? Um, It's about family. It's about family and the bonds that are created from doing things together. And it could be just as simple as handing a napkin to someone at the dinner table or making sure you've set a timer for the boil on your hops. I'm not going to lie to you here. I've had a rocky road at times with my mom's side of the family. In fact, I would dare say I've had issues on both sides of my family. But over the years, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize family is what you make of it. No one is perfect. I'm certainly not. Life is far too short to hold grudges and anger over things that were not your fault nor the other person's. Um, Now, I say that even though I have zero relationship with my sister, I haven't had for a very long time. The last three months of my mother's life was some of the toughest I've ever had to endure dealing with a sibling whom I just can't stand because of the choices that she has made that I know have affected her life along with her children. And don't even get me started on the piece of garbage of of her husband. Um, Please, that could be two shows in and of itself. Anyway, could I ever have a relationship again with my sister? I'll never say never, but right now I just can't do it. Now, maybe one day things will change, uh, but right now that's that's not going to happen. Um, Thanksgiving is different this year, and it's not just for me, but for everyone. We're being told not to have large gatherings, keep the circle small, etc. And maybe in some ways we have been doing that already. We should all be thankful that we are here and alive and living our lives the best way that we can. We're going to get through this pandemic. And you can be damn sure that I'll be getting that vaccine when they make it available. And for those that we have lost, whether it is through COVID, whether it is through other circumstances like my mom with brain cancer, there, you know, we wish that they did. It didn't happen, but it has. We have to remember those people. We have to make those. We have to. We have to remember the sacrifices that they made, whether directly or indirectly. And we should appreciate those people that are gone and always think of them in a very loving way. And what I'm the whole gist of all of this very simply is send that text, make that phone call, 
send that email to someone you haven't talked to in a while. Check in on them. See how they're doing. Who knows? You might just reconnect with someone that you truly missed. You know, will I do that at some point with my sister? Maybe. Um, We have a lot to get through over the next several months uh, and into next year. I don't know what's going to happen. My guess, my best guess, is my sister will probably lash out in anger. She'll probably want to ignore me uh, and probably won't want to speak to me. That's her business. Um, You know, again, I'm not going to get too far into my personal business. My sister has made choices in her life that I don't necessarily agree with, not the least of which is her husband, uh, but other choices that she has made in her life. But that's on her. And you know what? At some point, we all have to become adults. As much as we don't want to become adults, you have to become an adult and be responsible. That's the bottom line. Thanks for indulging me, folks. I do appreciate it. 2020 has been a strange, wild year. No one expected it at the start to be as crazy as it is, and it is certainly not over yet. And I would be remiss during our dinner uh, that night when we were making the beer um, with family and friends. We had a delicious um, sipping tequila called Addictivo Tequila that you can only get in Mexico and only one place in San Diego sells the bottle, uh, aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, probably one of the best sipping drinks I've ever had in my life. It was fantastic. And, Paul, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. That was a perfect way to end the evening. And when you can spend time with family, when you can spend time with friends, those things are important. Even if you can't be with them in person, uh, it's important. Real quick, before we break, I have six friends in my life that I've known since I'm seven. They are some of the most important people in my life. They are my family. Scott, Mark, Gary, Kim, Kim, Bobby. Those six people mean more than a lot of other people in my life. They are truly my family. I love you guys. You're the best. You will always have my heart. And I know that you have mine. Love you guys. When we come back after a short break, suds and duds. It's the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer on this Thanksgiving weekend or the end to the Thanksgiving weekend. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes. You can just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the show's on that particular platform, and um, we are Alexa ready as well. We're also on Radio.com as well as the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com, uh, you, and you can listen to the podcast version of this program. Usually, a few minutes after the show ends, I try to post the show in its entirety um, beforehand, uh, so uh, that as soon as the show ends, you can listen to the podcast version 
and download it and listen to it whenever you feel like it. We're on iHeartRadio.com, you know, as I said, we're all over the place. Before we get to suds and duds, a little piece of news uh, from my friends over at Torch and Crown Brewing. I have not been there yet. Uh, first production brewery in Manhattan itself, in, in lower Manhattan, uh, in a very, very long time. They have a full restaurant there. They have indoor and outdoor dining. Who knows how long uh, the indoor dining is going to last or even the outdoor dining, especially uh, the fact that we're seeing so many different zones now. Staten Island is uh, is going to an orange zone, could be a red. Uh, Upper Manhattan, an orange zone, could be a red. Uh, we're seeing coronavirus cases spike all over the place. So don't be surprised in the next couple of weeks if things shut down again, um, which would be devastating for small businesses. However, what the guys at Torch and Crown are doing, and I encourage you to support them, they're literally minutes from the Holland Tunnel. If you're coming from New Jersey, come out of the Holland Tunnel. It's a couple of lefts and a right, and you're there. It's it's very easy to get to. Um, and when you're done, very easy to get back into the Holland Tunnel as well. So it's v- super convenient. Uh, and the guys over there, John Danzler and his partner, they are doing an amazing, amazing job there. I have to get over there for lunch uh, before it shuts down. Let's put it that way, and I hope it doesn't. But anyway, Torch and Crown is doing this um, event again that they did uh, back uh, uh, in the springtime. So they've partnered with their friends in Harlem at Super Nice NYC, uh, doing a fun beer and donut pairing. They did this in the spring. It sold out. I didn't get a chance to get the donuts because they were being delivered same day, and they're doing this again. So I don't know if I want to take part in this again because I, I don't know if I want to hang around in the city until 1 o'clock in the afternoon to pick up these donuts. But we'll see. I'm, I'm looking into it because I think it's a really cool event. Not that I need to have donuts at this point. The, the amount of weight I've gained over the last several months. Anyway, so the event sold out in no time. They're doing it again in December. Uh, the donuts are unbelievable from what I've heard. And I would have liked to have tried at least one of them because, I, I, you know, again, I'm hearing such good things about these donuts. Um, so here's the deal. It gets delivered fresh to your front door in New York City only on December 10th, right? Torch and Crown has selected four of their beers to pair with the delectable donuts from their friends at Super Nice Coffee and Bakery in Harlem. A fun holiday package that's delivered again, as I said, straight to your door. You'll also receive an invite for an hour-long Zoom session with Torch and Crown and the owner of Super Nice that will walk you through the tasting. Uh, with this limited edition package, you're going to get six fresh donuts that will be made that day. And according to the folks at Torch and Crown, they are outrageous. Four beers from Torch and Crown. All orders will be delivered on Thursday, December 10th. Strictly for New York City residents only. Uh, they'll be providing a custom selection of donut flavors and their freshest beers. So, as they say, while you can't choose them, we promise you'll love them. Ordering link is in their profile on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to torchandcrown.com, click the link to order. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. It is a great thing. You get to try some great New York uh, beer, and you get these donuts as well. Um, I don't know if they're doing like a delivery type thing, like if you order it, if you're in New Jersey, and maybe you can go to the brewery and pick it up. I have no idea, uh, but I think this is a great event. Uh, Torch and Crown did it already in the spring. They're doing it again here in December. And let's face it, it's get, it gets cold. You're sitting at home on a Thursday night, donuts and beer. Listen, come on. Does it get any better than that? I don't think so. Anyway, let's dive into suds and duds. Only a few this week. Again, short week. Uh, had to tape this show uh, very early on. Had to get it finished before Wednesday. So a um, couple of things. The folks from Bolero Snort and Paragon Tap and Table were teaming up for the Movember um, movement. So anytime I bought a, you buy a Bolero beer or Paragon through the end of the month, 
they're going to be donating a portion of the proceeds uh, to the Movember event, both Bolero and Paragon. So I had the release to Crackhorn uh, by Bolero. This is a fantastic beer. I could drink this all day, every day. Uh, blueberry, pineapple, two of my favorite fruits that I like. Just a right, it, it's just got that sour hit. It's perfect. Loved it. A great way to start a meal. Uh, the folks, at, at, it's just a fantastic beer. Everything, listen, everything that Bolero does is uh, is just tremendous. Anyway, moving along, uh, the uh, Kings County Brewers Collective, uh, the folks at Paragon have been getting in a few of their beers uh, recently. And, boy, I'll tell you, they're putting out some good stuff. Indiana Bones and the Raiders of the Lost Bark by KCBC. This is, this is really good. Juicy, citrus, a really nice tasting beer. It was very good. Now, the folks from Sam Adams sent me uh, a couple of their um, their winter lager and uh, uh, their holiday, uh, one of their other holiday ales, uh, which I haven't had yet. I had the winter lager uh, last week when we moved into our uh, new home. And I have to tell you, not only did they send the beers, but they sent cookies that was that were made with the winter lager. So I mentioned in the last segment how we made beer with the spent uh, beer. How we made bread with the spent grains from the beer that we made with my family. Um, now, what Boston Beer did is they used the winter lager in the cookies. Um, they don't really give you details. I'm guessing it's the beer itself is put into the mix um, to um, to make the cookies. The cookie was very good. I thought it could have been cooked a little bit more. Um, it was a little soft and almost almost like, I don't want to say raw dough, but you know when that cookie is just on the edge of being finished? And there's a little bit where you think it's not finished. I guess that's that's how I, I kind of explain it. Anyway, um, the winter lager, they changed the recipe a little bit. And this is definitely better from the previous year's versions. And again, the cookie with the beer paired nicely. This is a good beer. Um, I love that Sam does these winter packs. The, the unfortunately, old Fieselwig, which not a lot of people are fans of, but there are hardcore Sam Adams fans. And, you know, people just the nostalgic part with old Fieselwig that wanted to see that beer in there. It is not in the 12-pack this year. So that's a shame. I guess they decided to take off and not make it this year. Uh, but that was always a beer. You kind of have one, and you're like, oh, yeah, all right. You know, I kind of remember this. All right, I wouldn't have another one. Probably, you know, it's a one-off. Maybe that's why people were shying away from the 12-pack. But I have to tell you, if you're looking to, you know, entertain and you don't want to get super crazy diving, you know, into uh, crazy sours and IPAs maybe somebody doesn't like, and they like a good lager, this is a good winter lager to have. Sam Adams Winter Lager is a very, very good beer uh, to have. It's always nice to go back to um, the classics and what you got you started um, in craft beer. Um, one of my buddies had given me a can of Heady Topper from this year uh, from The Alchemist um, a f- about a month or so ago. And let me tell you something. This is still a fantastic beer. Hetty is just listen. You got to drink it from out of the can. Uh, don't pour it into a glass. It's it's just one of those beers you crack open, you drink it, and you remember why you got into IPAs in the first place. I know that for for a lot of people, Sierra Nevada is the one because they're the ones that kind of really started the whole thing. But Hetty is that Hetty is to me. Hetty was the the holy grail of beers before all of these other brewers started doing. Um, you know, these one-offs and whatever, and et cetera, et cetera, you know, Bourbon County Stout and this, that, whatever. Hetty was one of those beers that if you got your hands on a can, you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Now, I personally like Focal Banger a little bit better than Hetty. Um, I think because most people 
underrate Focal Banger, but Hetty is still a solid, solid IPA. It gives you all that bitterness from the hops. It, it, it does everything that it's supposed to do from a classic style IPA. It's a great beer. Uh, speaking of which, the boys at Source uh, still had a can of Never Forget, which was the beer they came out with uh, on 9-11. A great beer. Drinks great uh, even a couple of months later. Again, I don't suggest that you age a lot of these beers, but one of those things where that's a really good beer. Now, the beer they came out with a, two weeks ago, my God, I have to catch up on my Source stuff, the Ultra um, uh, Ko- Kohatu, um, tropical little floral, nice shot of pine at the end, Really nice beer. Uh, enjoyed this a lot. I'm glad I actually picked this up. This is a delicious beer. And then finally had um, a can of Splits, the Citra and Mosaic from Bradley Brew Project. Um, you know, just a nice, soft 5.5% beer. Got a little bit of sourness to it. Real nice. And again, an easy drinking beer um, for those who are just looking for something uh, nice and light to drink uh, while you're sitting at home, you know, maybe on a Monday or a Tuesday night or, you know, you kind of finishing up Thanksgiving dinner and you don't want something too heavy. Uh, Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show. Uh, And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. I am back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. And this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.